This is the God in All Things podcast, rooted in Ignatian spirituality and seeking the presence of God in the everyday. One of the most unique parts of Ignatian spirituality is Ignatian contemplation, an approach to prayer that engages one's imagination and senses. Ignatius came to understand the value of his imagination when he was daydreaming in bed while convalescing from a battle wound. As he read the stories of Christ and of the saints, he imagined what it would be like to imitate the saints. He pictured being a pilgrim, heading to Jerusalem, eating nothing but herbs and walking barefoot. In his spiritual exercises, he even invites one to imagine the sacred places in the Holy Land, where Jesus and his disciples walked, quote, embracing and kissing the place where the persons stand or are seated. Ignatius uses vivid language, for example, encouraging a retreatant to imagine the journey of Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. He writes, consider its length, its breadth, whether level or through valleys and over hills. Observe also the place or cave where Christ is born, whether big or little, whether high or low, and how it is arranged. Many struggle with this kind of prayer, expressing that they don't have much of an imagination. They cannot visualize a gospel scene or the face of Jesus or what the characters in the story are doing. But the imagination is not just visual. Ignatius invites us to engage three faculties of the imagination. Seeing the persons, he says, which is visual. What the persons are saying, auditory and what they are doing, kinesthetic, which also encompasses feelings. Now don't assume all of these may be engaged for you. I may find that one faculty is more predominant. It may be easier for me to imagine hearing a conversation with Jesus than seeing his face. I may feel the emotions of the scene more than I can visualize it. Why does Ignatius take this imaginative approach to praying with the Gospels? Because it makes present what is not present. This kind of prayer was not an innovation of Ignatius. Monks who could not read had a passage read to them multiple times, letting it saturate their imaginations, and they would return to their cells and pray with it, allowing it to unfold in their minds. Ignatius was likely inspired by a book on the life of Christ he read during convalescence by Ludolf of Saxony. In it, the author assumes the use of the imagination and senses. He writes, If you want to draw fruit from these scenes of the mysteries of Christ's life, you must offer yourself as present to what was said or done through our Lord Jesus Christ with the whole affective power of your mind. Hear and see these things being narrated, as though you were hearing with your own ears and seeing with your own eyes. And though many of these are narrated as past events, you must meditate them all as though they were happening in the present moment. Read then of what has been done as though they were happening now. Bring before your eyes past actions as though they were present. This form of contemplation takes the then of Jesus' story 
and makes it now, present and relevant to us. We meet Jesus in a very real way. David Fleming says, Ignatius doesn't want us to think about Jesus. He wants us to experience him. He wants Jesus to fill our senses. He wants us to meet him. The reality is, there are few times we do not engage our imaginations. Whenever we read a book or article, we are engaging our imaginations. Even when we read a food recipe, we might walk through the steps in our minds, and we've made a whole meal in our minds before we've actually done it. We even engage our imaginations when we worry or hope about the future. There are narratives in our heads, our internal dialogue. This is all the realm of the imagination. We're making present to us something that is not present. Now, imagination is not the same as imaginary or not real. Rather, we are praying with something very real, representing it. Consider even praying with the memories of the day during an exam. I'm recalling in my imagination the events, conversations, feelings, and happenings of my day, bringing them again to the here and now so I can examine them more closely. I'd like to invite you to pray now with this new memory recollection audio meditation. Notice how it can be easy to recall your own memory in your imagination. St. Ignatius of Loyola valued the imagination, specifically our memories. He saw it as a gift from God that could connect us to God. This meditation will help you engage your innate imaginative capacity, not by conjuring up a gospel scene or someone else's story, but by recollecting part of your own story, a memory. Begin by closing your eyes and just rest in God's presence. See God gazing at you in love. Now recall in your mind a significant memory in your life. It may be one of joy or sadness. It could be your wedding day, the death of a loved one, a vacation, moving into a new home, the birth of your child. It doesn't matter what it is. It just should be significant to you. I'll give you a moment to think of the memory. Got it? Now I want you to let that memory unfold in your mind. What was the highlight of that moment in your life? What specific moment within that memory most stands out? In other words, what is the highlight moment within the memory for you?
Now relive this moment. What were your heart feelings? What would you have been seeing or hearing in that moment in time? Let this memory truly be present for you. Let the memory wash over you. Note how it makes you feel. What has stayed with you from this memory? What feelings or thoughts are lingering? I want you to speak to God about that now, quietly in your heart. Take your time. When you're ready, you can open your eyes and return to the here and now. When we pray with a gospel passage, rather than with our own lived experience, it may be harder for us to engage. There's a worry that I'm making up the content of my prayer or putting words into Jesus' mouth. Yet when we pray with a text more analytically, we worry less. We don't trust our imaginations. But any form of prayer with scripture engages the imagination. When I meditate on the words of a passage, 
certain ideas or thoughts may come to mind. I may wonder about the details of the scene, or where Jesus went next, or what the emotion might be in the room. All of these intellectual ponderings are the imagination engaged. The most important question for whatever comes up in prayer is, is it good, life-giving, and drawing me closer to God? Or is my prayer moving me toward the ego, away from God? Whether we pray with our lives in the context of an examine, or Jesus' life in the Gospels, we are praying with stories. Stories are meant to be mauled over in our imaginations. Just as reading a book or watching a movie, our imaginations bring the story present. And since the stories we pray with are stories of God's involvement in the life of humanity, our imaginations facilitate an encounter with the living God. Now we have an imaginative prayer audio guide that can walk you through praying in this method with a gospel passage. You can find the link at the post that companions this podcast either at godinallthings.com or subscribe to our Ignatian Audio Meditations podcast. Just search for it in your favorite podcast player and you'll find the Ignatian Prayer audio guide there. And two really cool things I want to tell you about. First is Magis Cards, a new prayer tool I designed. It's a deck of 27 cards, each with a word on it. Nine of them are the fruits of the Holy Spirit, nine are additional fruits, and nine are what I call Ignatian fruits from the Ignatian tradition. Each of these words are qualities that we might desire to live and embody. And so each card is an invitation into that particular quality, like patience or gentleness or compassion or gratitude. You can pray with that word, reflect on the scripture verse on the card, or ponder the question provided. There's even a suggested action so you can begin to put that quality into action. And each card also has a beautiful image on its reverse to pray with. If you're curious at all about this, check out IgnatianResources.com to learn more and to get your own deck of Magis cards. Also, on August 28th, I'm offering a virtual retreat called Pausing, Rediscovering Sabbath. Have you been so busy that you find your cup empty? Have you been seeking permission to create boundaries of rest for you? For some reason, our world prizes productivity over rest. This retreat provides you with an intentional opportunity to exhale and rest, and to be inspired to develop your own Sabbath practices. Learn more and register at ignatianresources.com. Be well and God bless.